1: Or you have error. You have fact, or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh oh. Uh oh. Good afternoon. This is airing the Addisons here on American Family Radio. I'm Will Addison, holding it down once again for the family, sending you greetings from the Addison tribe. I'm glad to be with you today. Before I go any further, I want to make sure that I get this uh, housekeeping uh, stuff done. Uh, Make sure you download our podcast at AFR.net, podcast at AFR.net slash podcast. Or you can just go to that homepage. You'll see the podcast tab. Click on that and download our shows. Also, email us at Addison's. That's A-D-D-I-S-O-N-S at AFR.net. Addison's. ADDISONS at afr.net. And also, the Living the Gospel During Difficult Times Town Halls. You can check out where those town halls will be um, if you go to afa.net slash events and find out more information about that. Remember to go and check out the In His Image documentary. You can watch the uh, movie at inhisimage.movie. Make sure you share it. Pass it on to a friend. I I don't know if you guys heard the show that we did with Dr. Michael Brown yesterday, but it's very, very important documentary. Answers a lot of questions that we're dealing with in the church today um, concerning sexuality, God's uh, intent and his design uh, for sexuality, and more. Great testimonies, great information. Make sure you go to inhisimage.movie and and, uh, watch the documentary and share it. Also, Operation Christmas Child and the National Collection Week has started. It ends on November 23rd. Uh, At AFR, we're packing shoebox gifts for Operation Christmas Child. Together, we can send a tangible expression of God's love through simple gifts like toys, school supplies, and hygiene items. Just visit SamaritansPurse.org.org slash O-C-C great thing to do once again I, I like i said before our family participates in this and it's a great thing for our kids and for us as well as the parents to to, to uh, fill these boxes and get them out to those children and it's a great opportunity for us to be a witness and a light all right what i want to talk about in this first segment was um and this is one of the topics i love talking about if Ask people in my fellowship, uh, people who know me, just a little bit about prayer. And it's amazing to me the prayers that are contained within the word of God. Um, Scripture that I always go to that our weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to pull down strongholds. You know, and I remember one time I was meditating on that scripture and I felt like the Lord was speaking to my heart saying, you have weapons. (laughs) Act like it. We have weapons as Christians, and one of the weapons that we have in our arsenal is prayer, intercession, being able to cry out to God in those difficult moments, those difficult times, knowing that he hears us and that we can come to to him boldly and make our petitions known to him. You know, praise is a weapon. Worshiping, you know, things are happening that we don't see. Sometimes we just live in this realm because it's all we know, but there are things in the unseen realm. There's spiritual warfare. A lot of people don't like to talk about that. Oh, that's spooky. But it's real. But prayer, prayer changes things. That's not just a cliche or just a quote, uh, just to say. But it really does. And I was, I was reminded today, I was, uh, had a conversation with, with one of my daughters about uh, God changing his mind. And she said, I thought God never changed his mind. I thought he never changed, you know. Well, his character and his nature does not change. But there are accounts in the Bible were where God would relent or change his 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 mind on something that he has uh, previously declared. And in those in, in those instances, we see that there was intercession. There was prayer involved a lot of times in those changes. And uh, I was thinking about some scriptures um, where there were certain people in the Bible who prayed. And it's just awesome to be able to read some of the prayers that are contained in the Bible. You know, one was Assyria was conquering lands left and right, uh, and they were now coming for Judah. In 2 uh, Kings chapter 19, King Hezekiah prayed. And he was, he was give, before he prayed, he was given a, a, a letter um, just basically stating that, hey, we're coming for you. You know, and they were pretty brazen and boastful about, you know, the lands they had taken already. Who's going to who's going to save you from us is basically what what was coming his way. It says, then Hezekiah took the letter from the hand of the messengers and read it. And he went up to the house of the Lord and spread it out before the Lord. Man, I I get pictures in my mind when I read the Bible at times. I I can see what's going on. I could see distress. I could see like, man. I don't know what to do. Lord, I, I'm, I'm going to bring this before you. So he literally took the letter, spread it before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, Lord, God of Israel, enthroned above the cherubim, you are the you are the God, you alone of all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. Incline your ear, Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, Lord, and see and listen to the words of Sennacherib which he has sent to taunt the living God. It is true, Lord, the kings of Assyria have laid waste the nations and their lands and have hurled their gods into the fire. For they were not gods, but only the work of human hands, wood and stone. So they have destroyed them. But now, Lord, our God, please save us from his hand so that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you alone Lord, our God, that's the prayer of, of King Hezekiah. He spread that letter out. He was given this bad report. And if you look at Hezekiah's life, you can see other times that, you know, the Bible records him praying. But, man, he spread it out. And he said, look, it's true, God, that, that this army has taken over other lands. They have taken their gods, which are not gods at all, you know, and they have laid waste to these other nations But we serve the true and the living God. So he wasn't, you know, being uh, he wasn't in a position where he didn't recognize what was what he was up against. He said, Lord, it's true. They've been going about. They've been taken over. But, Lord, we cry out to you. These are prayers of, of faith, prayers of even distress in times of trouble. Where do we go? Hopefully, we our, our faces and our hearts are turned towards the Lord. Jehoshaphat, in uh, 2 Chronicles 20, when Judah was being uh, invaded, he prayed. The Bible says, Then Jeho- Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord in front of the new courtyard, and he said, Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in the heavens? <laughs> Man, look, we should have confidence when we pray, knowing who we pray to. You know in our prayer meetings that we have uh every Thursday at our local assembly, one of the first things I say is like, man, let's recognize who we're talking to. We're talking to the king, we're talking to the king, so let's get our minds right. let's get our hearts in place because we're coming before the king of glory, and he desires for us to come boldly i'm just I'm just I'll read <laughs> King Jehoshaphats prayer and try not to get excited. All right. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord in front of the new courtyard. And and he said, Lord, God of our fathers, you are you not God in the heavens? And are you not ruler over all the kingdoms of the nations? Power and might are in your hand so that no one can stand against you. Did you not, our God, drive out the inhabitants of this land from your people, Israel? And give it to the descendants of your friend Abraham forever. They have lived in it and have built you a sanctuary in it for your name, saying, if disaster comes upon us, the sword or judgment or plague or famine, we will stand before this house and before you, for your name is in this house. And cry out to you in our distress and you will hear and save us. Now behold, the the sons of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whom you did not allow Israel to invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, for they turned aside from them and did not destroy them. See how they are rewarding us by coming to drive us out from your possession, which you have given us as an inheritance. Our God, will you not judge them? For we are powerless before this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are on you. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, to lay out before God what he's already done, what he has promised to do, God delights in that. He delights in that. He's a God that. His ear is inclined to his people in times of distress, not only in times of of distress, but in times of distress, of darkness. If our hearts would turn towards praying and crying out to God instead of trying to fix it in our own strength, man, we would see a a lot of things change. These prayers were prayed by kings who were praying for their nation, for their people. How much more should we pray as the people of God for America and what we see happening? We need to tell the truth about what's going on in America, that many have turned away from you, that the policies that have been instituted by men are corrupt and wicked, that there's bloodshed on the streets, that there are, are babies who are being slaughtered in the womb. All these things are happening. Sexual deviancy, everything that's going on. Let's be real and truthful about it with God, but say, God, we know and you are the God of heaven and earth and you can change these things. You can change the hearts of men. Bold prayers, prayers that remind God of who he is. He, I mean, he hasn't forgotten, but we declare who he is. And because he is who he is, he can do whatever he wants to do. And we can cry out and intercede for this nation. Daniel prayed concerning the captivity of of uh, Israel in Babylon. It says in the first year of of Darius, the son of Asherah, of Median descent, who was made king over the kingdom of the Chaldeans in the first year of his reign. I, Daniel, observed in the books the number of the years, which was revealed as the word of the Lord to Jeremiah, the prophet for the completion of the desolation of Jerusalem, namely 70 years. So I gave my attention to the Lord God to seek him by prayer and pleading. With fasting, sackcloth, and ashes, I prayed to the Lord my God and confessed and said, O Lord, the great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant and faithfulness for those who love him and keep his commandments, we have sinned, we have done wrong, and acted wickedly and rebelled, even turning aside from your commandments and ordinances. Moreover, we have not listened to your servants, the prophets, who spoke in your name to our kings, our leaders, our fathers, and all the people of the land. Righteousness belongs to you, Lord, but to us open shame. And it is this day to the men of Judah, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and all Israel, those who are nearby and those who are far away, and all the countries to which you have driven them, because of their unfaithful deeds which they have committed against you, Open shame belongs to us, Lord, to our kings, our leaders, and our fathers, because we have sinned against you. To the Lord our God, be, in compassion, be compassion and forgiveness, because we have rebelled against him, and we have not obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his teachings, which he has set before us, his servants, the prophets." Indeed, all Israel has violated your law and turned aside, not obeying your voice. So the the curse has gushed forth on us, along with the oath which is written in the laws of Moses, the servant of God, because we have sinned against him. So he has confirmed his word, which he has spoken against us and against our rulers who ruled us to bring us great disaster. For under the entire heaven, there has not been done anything like what was done in Jerusalem. I'll pause right there. This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio. Be back right after this.
2: Our Father,
0: which in heaven. Yeah, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done.
1: This is Aaron Addisons here on American Family Radio. I'm Will Addison. I've been talking about intercession and prayer. I have some other things that I want to get to, but I want to make sure I wrap this uh, portion up because it's important for us to know as believers in God that we have weapons, that the weapons that we fight with are not of this world. It's not, they are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to pull down strongholds. And the weapon that God has given us is prayer, is intercession. Um, And like I said, there's there's many weapons. We know that the word of God serves as a weapon. We know uh, that that fasting serves as as a weapon. Those things that God has given us. We have heavy artillery. We have a lot of weaponry. But a lot of times we're guilty of not using the things that God has given us uh, to fight this good fight. And I was reading some recorded prayers, prayers from the Bible of different individuals. The first prayer I read was King Hezekiah when he was uh, in distress and, and, and he prayed and cried out to God. Then King Jehoshaphat, uh, he prayed in his distress when uh, Assyria was bearing down upon him. And then Daniel, uh, when he real, when he read the, the books uh, of the prophet Jeremiah talking about how they would be in captivity for 70 years. And he began to cry out to God, uh, having uh, been in captivity in Babylon. And I'm going to continue to read uh, his, his prayer. Um, he said, righteousness belongs to you, Lord, but to us open shame. And that's one thing about these prayers, that they make the case. They, they, they make the case for who God is, like these individuals, but they also uh, uh, revere who they are talking to, God, you are holy, you are righteous. You have done everything right. We have been wrong. That's the type of prayers we have to pray in America, (laughs) prayers of repentance. Like, God, you've been right, we've been wrong. He says, righteousness belongs to you, Lord, but to us open shame. As it is this day to the men of Judah, the inhabitants of Jerusalem and all Israel, those who are nearby and those who are far away in all the countries to which you have driven them because of their unfaithful deeds, which they have committed against you. Open shame belongs to us, Lord, to our kings, our leaders, and our fathers, because we have sinned against you. To the Lord our God belongs compassion and forgiveness because we have rebelled against him. And we have not obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his teachings, which he set before us through his servants, the the prophets. Indeed, all Israel has violated your law and turned aside, not obeying your voice. So the curse has gushed forth on us, along with the oath which is uh, written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, because we have sinned against him so he has confirmed his words which he has spoken against us and against our rulers who ruled us to bring on us great disaster for under the entire heaven there has not been done anything like what we what was done in jerusalem just as it is is written in the law of moses all this disaster has come on us yet we have not sought the favor of the Lord, our God, by turning from our wrongdoing and giving attention to your truth. So the Lord has kept uh, the disaster in store and brought it on us. For the Lord, our God, is righteous with respect to all his deeds, which he has done. But we have not obeyed his voice. He goes on to say, and now, Lord, our God, you who brought your people out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand, And made a name for yourself as it is this day. We have sinned. We have been wicked. Man, you can just feel the transparency, the openness. God knows all of this stuff that Daniel is is praying. But we have to come to the place where we confess that. We are the ones who have been wrong. The church in America, we are the ones that have dropped the ball. We have forfeited, you know, the standard, you know, that, that, that God has set forth, whether it be concerning marriages and family and uh, sexuality. We have given this stuff over. We have bowed down to the culture. We have done this. Say, Lord, in accordance with all your righteous acts, let now your anger and your wrath turn away from your city, Jerusalem, your holy mountain, for because of our sins and the wrongdoings of our fathers, Jerusalem and your people have become an object of taunting to all those around us. So now, our God, listen to the prayer of your servant and to his pleas. And for your sake, Lord, let your face shine on your desolate sanctuary. My God, incline your ear and hear, open your eyes and see our desolations and the city which is called by your name for we are not presenting our pleas before you based on any merits of our own, but based on your great compassion, Lord, hear, Lord, forgive, Lord, listen and take action for your own sake. My God do not delay because your city and your people are called by your name. Folks, we can pray prayers. As these are examples from the Bible, that was Daniel. That was Daniel praying on behalf of the people of Israel, the captives. We can pray on behalf of what we see happening in in America, for our family members, for the body of Christ. When I read the prayer of Daniel, uh, I, I think about the church. We have been the ones, again, who have given over to all types of ideologies and things to come into the church, allowing the world to come in, allowing you know those things that should not have been there to come in. We have to be the ones who set out to repent. And the last prayer that I want to highlight was a prayer that Moses prayed. He interceded on behalf of the children of Israel. I always found this to be very powerful. You know, Moses was in up at the mountain of God. Receiving the commandments, talking with God. While the people were down there, and they, they they didn't know what was going to happen to Moses. What he'd been up there for a long time. What what happened to this guy Moses? They turned to Aaron and said, "Make us God. Make us a God." You know, and you know, the the jewelry. They took they took off their jewelry, tore out their, their jewels, gave them to Aaron, and like Aaron said, and out popped this calf. Like it just poof. But they they made this this golden calf, and they worshipped it, and they played around it, and they worshipped. And God told Moses, you need to get down for your people. And God said, your people are basically acting foolish. He said, I'm going to start over with you, Moses. I'm going to kill them all and start over with you. And this is found in Exodus chapter 32. And to this, Moses Moses, uh, prayed. Then Moses pleaded with the Lord his God and said, Lord, why does your anger burn against your people whom you have brought out from the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians talk, saying, with evil motives, he brought them out to kill them on the mountains and to destroy them from the face of the earth? Turn from your burning anger and relent of doing harm to your people remember abraham isaac and israel your servants to whom you swore by yourself and said to them i will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heavens and all the land of which i have spoken i will give to your descendants and they shall inherit it forever so the lord relented of the harm which he had which he said he would do to his people. Amazing. Amazing. Another portion of scripture talks about how God, have, he, he, he searched for a man who would stand in the gap and make up the hedge, but he could find none. And I know that that that's something that when you think about it, he was looking for someone to stand in the gap, but could find none. But Moses did that. What we see Moses doing here in Exodus chapter 32 is standing in a gap. You have God and his wrath. You have the people, you know, who have just utterly sinned. You have Moses, the man of God, stand in the middle of that on the behalf of the people that they wouldn't be totally consumed. And God is a God who is merciful, who's loving. Even as he pronounced this judgment upon the, the children of Israel, he relented. He changed his mind. He turned from what he was going to do. That was because of intercession. That was because of prayer. You can't tell me that it's not powerful. That prayer, we just haven't, we haven't done it. <laughs> we just haven't done it. You're looking, you're looking for things to change in your life, situations, circumstances. You're praying for certain ones in your family. Have we really interceded on the behalf of those things that we, we say that we love and that we want to see change? That's the question I constantly ask myself. Because I feel like I fall, fall way below, you know, where I need to be in praying. I was telling somebody uh, recently, I feel like, I always feel like, man, I need to pray more. I need to pray more. There's so much to pray about. I don't want to be found, and I, I said this to someone too, because the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and said, if you prayed as much as you complain, you will see a lot more uh, take place. We can complain, we can look, we can see things, we can complain about it, we can get on Facebook, on Twitter, or whatever, and and say this and say that, but do we ever turn it towards God in prayer? Do we ever do that? I'm convinced that God shows us things, he, gi- he gives his people discernment, not so that we can just know what's going on here and what's going on there and just have this knowledge, but that we would take that And go to him in prayer and say, Lord, have mercy, have mercy, have mercy. I want to encourage everyone listening. You know, you might have been scanning the stations and, you know, you stopped here because I was talking about prayer. Man, God has uh, given you, if you are a follower of Christ, the ability to use this weapon of warfare that's not carnal, this weapon of intercession, this weapon of prayer that you will see even God relent about certain things, change because of certain things, because of the intercessions and the prayers of his people. I believe in America that we're, we're on the track, you know, for destruction. I mean, this election is, is Tuesday. and it, it, And the thing is, no matter how it goes, the people of God, we're going to have to stand regardless. We're going to, you know, whoever wins whoever wins, and we have to be able to intercede on the behalf of, of this country, on the, the people in this, in this country, the leadership, stand in the position of prayer. When God looks down and he looks for a man, looks for a woman who will stand in the gap and make up the hedge, I believe in America. He, America he's going to find many people. I know there have been many big prayer meetings and gatherings, but I tell you what, just as important as those big prayer meetings and gatherings in D.C. and things like that, which are great and awesome. Praise God for those things happening. The prayer that you pray in your closet at home is just as powerful and effective. As a matter of fact, those are the ones that God says you could pray in your closet and openly he rewards you. You will see things manifest that you've prayed in your closet. This is a call for us to pray to seek God, to seek his face, because in the days that we are living in and what we're going to be confronted with going forward, we're going to have to be shirred up. We're going to have to be full of the word. We're going to have to be full of prayer. We're going to have to be ones who are disciplined, able to fast and pray, able to deny ourselves, loving the body of Christ, loving the fellowship of the believers, the things that we've talked about previously, how we interact with one another as as being in Christ, loving each other from the heart. We have to practice those things. And right now is the time to do it. Right now is the call for us to pray. Right now is the call for us to make disciples. Right now is the call for us to be about the disciplines that God has set before us, to be full of the word. And man, in America, I believe that we could have an awakening, I believe that there could be a revival. I believe that it's possible, but we as the people of God, we have to be in the positions where we're supposed to be. And one of those main positions is in a, a, a position and a posture of prayer, a posture of, uh, of intercession. Able to make the case to God and say, hey, God, we're not running away from this. We have sinned. We have done evil. We have done wicked things, even within the church. But God, would you uh, uh, turn from your anger? We repent. Lord, forgive us for our sins. Are we? Do we have that humility to cry out to God in that way? I will submit that that's the only way that we're going to see what we say we desire to see. If we really believe that prayer is as powerful as we say, say it is and talk about it being, we will pray A lot, lot more. A lot, lot more. But This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio. When we get back from the break, I had some other things I wanted to talk about, but I just don't feel like they are to be talked about today. And I've been holding it for a a while now. And so we're just going to stay on this. When we come back, I'll open up the phone lines and then I'll, if you want to chime in, we'll get you to chime in on uh, what you think, you know, concerning prayer, intercession, and all the things that we uh, talked about today. Erin Addison's here on American Family Radio. Be back right after this. Anna Addison's here on American Family Radio 888 589 8840 The lines are open if you want to talk about intercession, about prayer. If you want to talk about something that happened earlier this week that I talked about, you know, yesterday we had Dr. Michael Brown on, uh, talking about in his image, the documentary, or whatever is on your heart. But the number is 888 888- 589-8840. And on this topic of, uh, of prayer, you know, sometimes it can be one of those things, especially in prayer meetings where people are comparing themselves to other people when they hear them pray. And I, and I always say, look, this is, we're praying to, to God. Now, we may agree with each other. We can say amen. We agree. But it's never to say, I don't sound like this person, so I can't pray out, you know, when God has placed something on your heart to pray. And I'm thinking about Romans chapter 8, verse uh, starting at verse 26, it says, In the same way, the Spirit also helps our weaknesses. Uh, For we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Man, that's a there's a, a an assurance that we have. Romans 8 outlines that the Spirit helps us in our intercession. That Christ also intercedes for us. So how can we fail in prayer? How can we fail in prayer? You know, if we pray amiss, if we praying just on our own desires, yes, that's that's failing. And that's why we check our hearts. But there's no failing in the sense of we have the Spirit helping us, and Christ also interceding for us. Uh, so there's a surety that we can have as, as believers uh, when we pray. Knowing we have the Spirit's help and Christ interceding on our behalf, there is boldness that should be in our prayers. Boldness that should be in our prayers. Amen. I tell you, as I read those prayers of those different individuals in the Old Testament, uh, King Hezekiah, King Jehoshaphat and Daniel, Moses. There's many, many more, many, many more. I'm reminded of Jonah, you know, how the, the people of Nineveh, <laughs> you know, they bowed, bowed low before God when the pronouncement was upon them, and God, God changed his mind on what he was going to do there. You know, intercession is a powerful thing, and if we can understand, all of us, if we can understand how powerful a tool that is in our, in our, uh, our weaponry, I know we would use it more and more. We would pray more and more. We would seek God more and more. That God is al- always poised not only to, to hear our prayers, but also to give us answers. We always quote the scripture. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, you know, then I will heal from he- heaven. Uh, uh I will forgive their sins and heal their land. You know, it has to be more than just. Uh, a scripture that we rattle off, but we can believe that we can bank on these things happening because God is still the same. He has not changed. And his heart is that he would desire for his people to come and to cry out to him concerning the things that we see uh, in, in our land, in our households, wherever it may be. Amen. Well, look, I'm going to go to the phone lines and i um, going to start with uh, Javon, Javon in Texas. Hi Javon. Jovon. How how you doing, brother?
0: I'm doing great. I just wanna say first I just wanna say fires. Um it's an honor to get to talk to you. I've been listening to you and your wife for quite some time. Okay. And um it's it's rare to find people with the heart of God in this present day and time. You speak the truth and I just wanna tell you thank you and I pray God continue to bless you abundantly brother thank you because you are you're a true man of god your wife is a true woman of god Praise continue god. to uh press towards the to mark now uh concerning the things you were talking about i'm gonna tell you that it's nothing but the spirit of god that has you to speak about these things mm. An hour ago i just read An hour ago the prayer of king hezekiah mm. i just read 30 minutes after that the the prayer of Jonah mm. and God is revealing things to me concerning the prayers of these prophets, mm. and it also brought my heart to the place of the present day man mm-hmm. and how we look around and we see all this, all this corruption and all this chaos mm. that come from a hardened heart. Yeah, because the world and not not just the world, the world is uniting, brother. Mm-hmm. And it's uniting to come against God, but it's going to take on the form of beauty. It's Mm. going to take on the form of of something appealing to the people. Mm -hmm. And that's what's going to cause the people to fall because it's going to be so appealing. The world is taking on the form as though they're standing together Mm. to come together to receive justice, man. Mm. And you know what did? It happened the same way the day. That they persecuted Jesus, it happened the same way. Herod and uh, I can't remember the other. Uh, uh, Pilates, Pilate. They, mm-hmm. they, yes, sir. They they were they were enemies until the day of Jesus persecution. Hmm. They became friends that day. Hmm. And it's the same thing that's taking place in the earth. I myself, I I'm a young man. I'm a pastor. God bless me to be a pastor, and uh, Amen. my heart, we, we have prayer call uh, twice a week, and mm-hmm. Mormon who is like my spiritual mother just cried out to God with such a mourning last night mm. because her heart is broken, because her heart is broken for those who are not saved. Amen. And how God is sounding the trumpet in the earth to call those who to be reconciled to himself, but people aren't responding, brother.
1: Mm. Yeah, and you know, and you know even with that, man, thank you so much, Divine. We keep praying, you know, because there is a hardness of heart, and this world has a allure, man. It has a strong allure, you know, um, and, and it th- there has to be some tarrying in prayer. That's an old school word. I grew up Church of God in Christ, and so um, back in the day, it, tarrying in prayer, staying there, you know, sometimes it takes that. Sometimes there's prayer. Where you just say a few words and you and it hit the mark. Prayer is prayed. You know, God, man, God is sovereign, and uh, and you're right, man. There is a hardness out there, but we continue we continue to pray. Uh, thank you for that call, Javon. Uh, let's go to Mark in Texas. Hi, Mark.
3: Hey, Will. I just uh, want to commend Devon as he was uh, talking about the stories in the Bible that, um, like uh, King Hezekiah. I had just done a Bible study a couple weeks ago about his prayer um, in the temple um, after King Ahaz, who who was an evil king. He was consecrating everything in the temple. And he says, um, uh, let's see, and he's saying, um, I'm just going to read it right here. Mm -hmm. Um, Then he said to them, listen to me, O Levites, consecrate yourselves now and consecrate the house of the Lord, the God of your fathers and carry the uncleanness out from the holy place. For our fathers have been unfaithful and have Mm. done evil in the sight of the Lord our God, have forsaken him and turned their faces away from the dwelling place of the Lord and have turned their backs. They've also shut the doors of the porch and put out the lamps Mm. and have not burned incense or offered burnt offerings. So uh, in all this thing, Hezekiah is bringing the people back Mm. to, he's saying, we repent. Yes. We want God to restore everything. Yes, and I just think that's a great picture. I, I think you read Daniel. It just reminded me of Hezekiah. Yeah. I love how God repeats things in His Word because we need repetition.
1: Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Mark. Great point. It's a great prayer. Like I'm, I'm telling you, read those prayers. Uh, it it will spark something in you because there was a a recognition of what was going on a, a transparent a transparency of their sin. You know, it wasn't trying to hide it. Look, God, it's before you that I, we have sinned, you know, but you are able to save us. You know, we have to cry out in, in those ways. Man, I thank you for that call. Uh, let's go to uh, Chris in North Carolina. Hi, Chris. Hey, how's it going, Well, Going great, man. To,
4: uh, yeah, man. I, I mean, I love you guys. I just echo uh, everything that the, the last, I think, three callers said. That's kind of like it took a lot of what I was going to say, but. You know, I, I help run uh, the prayer ministry of my church up here too and it's kinda of one of yeah, those awesome. uh, one of those things where it's like, you know, you hope to see more people engaged yeah. in corporate prayer. I know people got schedules and it's during the week, so I don't I don't like hold people like to the fire about it right. or you know, or you'd be upset about it. Right. But <laughs> I just feel like it you know, sometimes it's not as Flashy or something where mm-hmm. people are not really attracted to come and yeah. participate. And one of the most strategic things we can do as a body is pray together. Amen. I and mean, there's so many promises in the Bible where guys like you know, if my people will humble themselves and pray, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, and, and repent, like you said, or you know, when two or three are gathered there I am in the midst. So there's so many scriptures that kind of back that up. And yeah, I just feel like you know, maybe God's allowed a lot of things to happen in our nation and around the world to, to drive to the point where we mm. shed some of the extra oh, things. Excuse me, and I driven
1: to a point where we need all we can do is just pray amen no i i agree with you on that chris you know um and you're right look prayer is a spiritual exercise and the enemy hates when the people of god pray and so there will always be distractions there will always be things that you feel like you can do you know the one of the things that the enemy tries to do is 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 to uh and and i would say our flesh operation this way is that we can figure out all kind of ways to fix things and and change things except pray like that's that's usually not the default the default is usually how can i fix this uh fix this situation how can i change this how can i do this or that on my own before i have to pray Oh, it's come to this Lord. Now I have to pray. That's usually the the last resort. And when you talk about, you know, the excitement about prayer, it's a spiritual thing. It fights against our flesh. Our flesh hates to do that. And so, yes, you can have maybe a concert. You can have, you know, a play and everything and it'll be packed out. But if you call a prayer meeting, you know, a lot of times that's not the case. You have a few. And, you know, but to me, as long as the few come, to pray and to lay out before God, I'm cool. You know, I, I'm, I'm like you. I would love to see the place packed and things like that. And I praise God for our local fellowship because I feel like a lot of, a lot of people have caught, you know, just that vision for, for prayer. You know, and, and it, it takes consistently setting it before the people, too, that, that this is important. We have to do this. You know, but you're right. We're more geared towards entertainment and things like that that are flashy and maybe, you know, but prayer nah, I got better things to do. And that's, and that's sad. All right, let's go to Steve in Ohio. Hi, Steve. Hi, Will. How you doing today? Great. Great.
2: Hey, um, you know, when you get confirmation from God, um, it, it is just so awesome. And so oh, to listen to the radio today and listen to your topic and, and understand and the importance of prayer. I'm actually a senior pastor and, in our church, we just went through um, the Revelation churches, mm. and looking at, at those seven churches and understanding, you know, God's angst against some of them, but His encouragement towards another, And and then when we get to the last one, He doesn't want us to be lukewarm. Mm. And sometimes I think we are lukewarm because we are not praying, mm. and so... Trying to decide where my message was going to go for this week, headed into the lec- uh, you know the elections mm-hmm. and everything going on. You know, God is in control of all Amen. that, Amen. and it is important for us to line up to what God is doing mm-hmm. and how important prayer involves us to line up to where He is at and what He is doing. Amen. And so we're settling on second our First Timothy chapter two mm-hmm. and and i just want to read 2 2 or 3 verses here right off the start where it says i urge you therefore first of all mm-hmm. that petitions prayers intercessions and thanksgiving be made for all people yeah. not not just the ones we like right. <laughs> um, right but all people for kings and all those in authority that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness and in stopping right there, the only way we could ever live a peaceful and holy life is through jesus christ amen, and amen. when we When we have that and um we're praying without ceasing then then we're not lukewarm
0: amen. we're lined
2: up to what God is doing and where he is at and verse three says, "This is good, and mm-hmm. pleases God our Savior, who wants all people to be saved mm-hmm. and to come to the knowledge of his tr- of the truth Amen. Amen. So I just thank you for the encouragement, but I just wanted to encourage others that, That's good. that we need to stay lined up to where God is. We
0: do that through prayer.
1: That's good. Thank you so much, Steve. I appreciate that. I'll try real quick. If I can get John, you got only a few seconds. Go ahead, John. Well, brother,
4: uh, I just want to uh, thank you. Uh, I really enjoyed today and hearing you, and I've got a chance to hear who Will
1: is. Yeah, this is Will. And
4: I mean, boy, you got me. Uh, yeah, I know you. You got me stirred up, brother. Yeah, praise but to God. hear you, who you are as a person, I am. I, I, it just blessed me. Just praise to God. Hear you by yourself, and just to hear who you are. Amen. And, and uh, I tell you what, we can rise up in the name of the Lord, and it's nothing we can't do. I've been an intercessor for forty-seven years, mm. and uh, oh. and and I keep a I, I keep a diary. I write down stuff in a diary uh, when everything happened. And I want uh, 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 to let you know, uh, the Lord it will preserve you. I'm 73. I don't take any medication whatsoever. I Amen.
1: John, you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to go. God will. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow.